I had a friend in college in the cafeteria, you know, like the, you know, gross cafeteria food. food. He threw a Salisbury steak at my face. What? So, uh, similar. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Like, it wasn't in a mean way. It was yeah. really hilarious. Hey, it's me, Alina Heltzer, and you're listening to Read It and Beep, where we read old journal entries and make fun of ourselves. Let's get reading. Hey guys, this interview was recorded remotely, and for some reason, the first 10 minutes is pretty bad audio quality on my part, Uh, but I love the interview so much, so you'll just have to bear through it. Thanks. Susan, thank you so much for coming and joining me today. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. It's another one of these uh, completely random internet stranger friend episodes. And honestly, I love it. I, I live for them. So I'm really yeah. excited. I've, I've listened to a couple of podcasts where um, people, you know, are super embarrassed by their, their journal entries. And I've always thought to myself, one day, I'm going to be that embarrassed person. <laughs> Today's that day. Today is that day. You get to be it. Let's let's just dive into it. Do you want to share your first one that you've pulled? Sure, sure. And this is just to, to set the stage. This was my senior year at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. And this was 1999. And I, you know, like anyone, uh, was always had a crush on somebody. And this was a friend, this was a guy friend that I kind of had a crush on, but he was completely not interested in me. So I'll just start. Right. November 12th, 1999. I know it may sound like I'm obsessed with again, but I'm not. I've been hanging out with him a lot lately, like every day. We always watch movies and stuff together. And now he's got Tekken 3, the PlayStation game. So I've been playing that with him all day. Anyway, in a lot of ways, he and our friendship are starting to remind me of I mean, I used to spend hours playing Tekken 2 over at with Even wears a rubber band around his wrist like I am perfectly content with being just friends with but I do think there is potential for more. And I have no idea how he feels about me. Either way, we have fun together. Is this the way felt about me? I do want to clarify, though, that I'm not obsessed. I don't get anxious or nervous. I don't think about him all the time. I guess it may seem that way, though. You see, the only time I've been writing in my journal lately is when I'm trying to work something out in my head. I don't really know what there is to... what there is to work out. I'm content with the relationship. I guess it's just weird to spend all of your time with a guy without that meaning something. It's all just sort of ambiguous. And you know what? If he is totally unattracted to me, I would rather not know. So that's why I'm not going to make a move. Things are fine the way they are. On a totally different subject, I realized this week that my life isn't actually any different since I lost the WB. A world (laughs) without Dawson's Creek and Felicity is an okay world. (laughs) Of course, I don't get my weekly rush from them, but I'm doing all right. I honestly thought that the absence of these shows in my life would have some effect on me. They don't. I get the same rush from working on my screenplay. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, okay. First off, um, 
Uh, yeah, it's I, I love that you right. I would never like to know if he finds me ugly, so I just won't do anything. <laughs> uh, it's but I'm such an opposite though. Like I, if I was in that situation, it would not have lasted because day two of playing video games with people, I would have just been like, so what are we? What is this? Why are we no, hanging out? I think I think he even had like a girlfriend. Like it was like <laughs> like I don't know why it not was mentioned okay. in the journal. Well, I think I'm sure I mentioned it in another entry, but <laughs> but like why was he hanging out with me all day? You know, yeah, like yeah, totally. I don't know. Why is that okay? And also, what what happened to your WB? Did you just like not have to? Oh, so. So there was like a a thing where like the the local cable system dropped it because they couldn't negotiate a deal. So like we no longer had that channel available in Macon. It was devastating. Yeah, I bet. Because I mean, back like that was the heyday of WB. Mm -hmm. Now I don't think, well, now nobody gets channels that way anyway, but. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get a finish Dawson's Creek though? Did you, uh. Watch it to the oh, end yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And, and the screenplay I mentioned naturally was heavily influenced by Dawson's Creek, you know. Oh, of it, like, but of course. Took, of place, course. took place on a marsh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and were you just writing that for fun? No, I was taking a screenwriting class, actually. Oh, very so cool. Was, yeah. I feel like... Aside from my journals, I did a lot of creative writing too. And I feel like looking back at all of those, they might as well just be my journals because they're so heavily influenced by the time period of my life. And Mm -hmm. like, I did a lot of sketch comedy. And so when my boyfriend like cheated on me and, and dumped me, like all of my sketches were about that and making fun of that. And so I think that's that's also fun too that you can like have this screen, oh, yeah. screenplay and it's like, yeah, might as well just exactly. do <laughs> Yes, it was totally. It was it was, you know, a girl who like worked at a college radio station, which I we we tried to get a college radio station at my school, but we were not able to get licensed. Well and, they couldn't even compete they couldn't even get WB. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean it's making Georgia, come on. Um, <laughs> but it was exactly the same sort of thing where it was like, you know, she was had crushes on all these guys and she was obsessed with this guy in a rockabilly band. Like it was, it was, it was me in every way. <laughs> oh, and she was a debutante too, you know. Right, right. Just the dream person. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's great though. I'm, and I think that it's so relatable of in your journal, trying to convince yourself otherwise. And, and when you put it so eloquently and you're like, the only time I'm writing in my journal is to figure out, you know, what's going on. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what a journal is like. So one of the entries that I've pulled is kind of doing a similar thing where I, I'm just talking to myself, planning how I can ask, ask a kid out. So this is, Monday, May 8th, 2006 at 9.08 p.m. And so I said, Friday, I saw Katie's play Broadway Kids Dream Big. This one kid is really nice and funny. Perfect for me. I've never felt like this for any boy. Maybe I will marry him. 
So this Friday, I'm going to ask for his email address. I'm going to say, and then I wrote this all out in quotes. This is going to sound weird, but can I have your email by chance? Because you're like the nicest boy ever. And you're like the older brother I never had. And your brother's nice too. Remember when he did those push-ups? Anyway, I won't give your email to anybody and I will put it under BCC so no one can see it. And no forewords. What do you say? Question mark. End of quotes. I hope it turns out great. And I end up with his email. Eep. So excited. Can't wait. Love, Alina. P.S. I wrote I love on my hand. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like his email is so top secret. I know. I know. It's what a what an old time. Like I can't imagine anyone now asking for someone's email. <laughs> and, and yeah, the fact that I was just so worried that his worry of giving me my email is I'm going to just spread his email around like right. butter. You're going you're gonna to blast it out to everybody you know. OMG, y'all. Well, I'm sure we didn't say OMG. No way. That was 2006. Yes, we did. Okay, yeah, I was oh, thinking yeah. my college days. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love like what little game I have that me li- liking this kid enough, I would say you're like the brother I never had. And like, <laughs> that's like I'm already friend zoning him. <laughs> Right. Yes. And then you throw in a little bit of a nag about when his brother did push-ups, you know? <laughs> a total nag, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember your brother? <laughs> the funny thing um, is, I mean, this is 2006. So we've had, you know, 13 years since. And I have seen him on every dating app I have downloaded in like the last five years. So he's still on the market. He's still on the market. And sometimes I'm tempted to just be like, hey, do you remember when your brother did those push-ups? <laughs> and then ask for his email address. Yeah, and ask for his email. <laughs> exactly. But no, it, it uh, wasn't meant to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I do see a lot of that in my journals of me just planning out how am I going to talk to a guy? Like what's the logistics scripting it out? I've scripted out so many things. They might as well just be a play as well. Like a screenplay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Oh, good. All right. Let's hear your, your next one. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's see. Okay. This one, I'm just glancing through it. I don't, I don't think I even say who I'm talking about, but I'm guessing it might've been the same guy. I don't know. Could have been a different one. You never know. There's so many back college days. Yes. All right, here we go. It's September 9th, 1999. Woohoo! It's 9999. What fun. <laughs> Anywho, I can finally put the most recent crush behind me. I believe that the inevitable other girl has entered the picture. Mm. And to be honest, I'm somewhat relieved. Of course, at first I was a little upset, but I truly did not did I truly did ex- expect it, so it was okay. And since I never did get around to asking him out, I don't feel nearly as bad. I also have the satisfaction of knowing that at one point he was interested in me. I could tell he was, but now I'm over my crush and I'm still friends with him without feeling like a loser. So there you go. <laughs> I've got lots to do this weekend: fraternity bid day parties. Circle K meeting in Alpharetta and work on screenplay, working on research projects and more. 
Ooh, I've got great news. This truly brings me more joy than I can express. The WB is saved. <laughs> we thought we were going to lose our precious Felicity in Dawson's Creek with the impending WGN and WB split. But no, another network has picked up the WB. Thank the good Lord. <laughs> Thank the good Lord. <laughs> I really do not have the memory of the WB playing such a big part in my life. This network negotiations really hit me hard. You know, I would love to just go in the archives of newspapers in Georgia in 1999 and kind of get to the bottom of this network negotiation because it is so fascinating to me. <laughs> you know what, though? It just occurred to me. I did have an internship at the local cable office so maybe that's why i was so invested in it i totally forgot about that until just now you had an in okay okay. i did i I had some behind the scenes info i think maybe (laughs) oh that's good though i I love how confidently last entry you were like you know what my life's not it's not any worse without it and now you're like oh thank the good lord it's back Well, you know what's weird, though, is that's an earlier entry. I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. That, I don't know. The timeline doesn't fit, Susan. Timeline doesn't <laughs> fit, Susan. Hmm. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get someone to research that. <laughs> it's funny, um, the things that we do, like, record. I actually found a little snippet in one of mine about, about a TV show that meant a lot at the time to me. And it just says, P.S., to future self, remember to buy The Office season two. The work Christmas party special was on tonight. So good. Then that's it. Like, <laughs> so you were gonna buy the whole season? Yeah, just to my like future self, I needed to go buy that. Oh, yeah. yep, get it on DVD. That was before Netflix was invented. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm good. I can just. Rewatch second season as much as I want for the Christmas episode specifically. So I was really detailed in my instructions to future me at least. Yeah. Yeah. The whole season just for that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Necessary. Well, I guess you, yeah. You couldn't just stream one episode at the time. So. Oh. Although if I could have just bought a VHS with the Christmas episode of season two, I think I would have done it at that time. What a great great transition. Uh, so I found this one from seventh grade and it's November 10th. Sorry, I haven't been writing. I've been too tired. So today's Whitney's birthday and she's 13. She got a cute blue, soon to be pink cell phone from Singular. Oh man, I forgot about Singular. I worked on that campaign. No, you didn't. Yeah. What a small world. (laughs) Well, us 13-year-olds, we're loving them. (laughs) Let's see. Afterwards, I went on a trip with the math students, and there was a cute boy who looked at me a couple of times. His name, I don't know, but I think he went to some school. I can't read my handwriting. Okay, that's a hard sentence. I thought he was cute, but didn't really like him. He was too shy. Okay, so let me tell you what happened yesterday. On the 7th of November, I read a journal entry that said, I love Jack, and it was written in 2004. So I wrote him a note that said, 
how I've left him for two years and I finally give up. So I put the note in Stephen's locker instead of Jack's on accident. And Stephen read the note during science. Luckily, Kenzie went up to the teacher and said that Alina accidentally put a note in Stephen's locker and it's very personal. So she took the note away from Stephen and gave it to Jack. I'm so very thankful for my teacher. But now, like everyone knows about the note, and it's fun to be this popular, even though the note said, (laughs) I give up and I still like Jack, and it's hard not having to show it, especially since today on the afternoon bus, we spotted Jack in his car, and I leaned over and yelled at him, cheese and honk your horn, and he saw me even though his car was towards the front of the bus. Today at the library, we made Greek clay medals, and mine says cheese because that's what Jack likes. And you're probably wondering with what all this cheese is about, but essentially, Jack and I are the presidents of the Cheese Fan Club, although <laughs> he says he's taking charge of it, but that's not fair. It'll be our thing. Bye. You had a cheese fan club? Apparently so. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I uh, I can't imagine it was like a classy thing where we tried cheeses. I just think it was something where I yelled cheese at him when he was in the carpool line or made him a cheese sculpture in pottery. <laughs> I really like that that's your that's like your pickup line as a seventh grader is just yelling cheese at someone. <laughs> and honestly, it hasn't changed. Um still my pickup line. <laughs> it's a good game. That's a good game. It's a good game. I do remember he he didn't have that good of game either though because I remember in middle school one time he threw a piece of ham at my face. <laughs> So it was kind of an even thing. (laughs) I don't think I ever have, I don't have an entry of this, unfortunately, but I have a distinct memory of after that ham incident, we both got called into the principals and like she gave him detention and she was going to give me detention too. But then she pulled me aside and just said, you know, Boys will do stupid things when they like a girl. So just try to be careful of that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, awesome. I had, a, I had a friend in college in the cafeteria, you know, like the, you know, gross cafeteria food. He threw a Salisbury steak at my face. What? So, uh, similar. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Like it wasn't in a mean way. It was, yeah. it was hilarious. No, that is, that is hilarious. <laughs> but see, I mean, same concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mating. It's like, you know, mating rituals of, of animals. They yeah. do these crazy show feats of showmanship to impress people. You know, that's a hundred percent what it is. It's a crazy mating rituals and you don't grow out of it in seventh grade. You're still throwing food in college. Hey, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it it was hard being that popular, but (laughs) really, yeah, yeah. The whole like, thing about, you know, dropping the note into the wrong locker, like that's straight out of a movie. Like, it seems like by the end, though, you would end up with the guy whose locker accidentally, you know, got the note. Yeah, I'm actually quite amazed at how, how do I say this? Like, I never really got embarrassed as a child. And I would do things like that. Like, I can't imagine myself today 
dropping a note or giving, like just telling someone I've loved you for two years. You don't love me back. Like I give up, you know, Mm -hmm. I was so bold and so brash, you know, I'd go up and say, what's your email? I won't give it out. What is it? And just do these things. I'm like, who allowed me to do that? Who who didn't pull me aside and say, hey, maybe not. Like, oh, society says no. (laughs) Well, you know, that maybe society shouldn't be saying no. I I agree. You know, that was before uh, you were beat down by the patriarchy, (laughs) you know. I just hope uh, my kids will be as uh, brash and unabashed about their crushes. (laughs) If only for the stories. Yes. At least they should write about it in their diary and then, and then put it out in public later. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I, that's all I ask. That's how I'm going to raise them. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me you have another entry. Yeah. I'm looking at one here um, that does require some context. Okay. So this was a summer um, in college, I guess it was before my senior year of college, um, still 99, where I was living at my friend's house but he wasn't there. I was living with his mom oh. um, for the summer nice. because I had a in, I had an internship at a film studio in Atlanta, and then I was also working on campus at Mercer. So I was living with my friend's mom in Atlanta and working at a film production, you know, like a commercial production studio. And so I'd had an opportunity to film something with. You're not going to remember this guy because I barely do, but Joe Bob Briggs was like a character on TNT. He did Monster Vision. It was like Monster Vision, you know, like late night horror movies kind of thing on TNT. Cool. Okay. So I had an opportunity to go film him for something. I don't remember what it was. But so this is uh, July 6th, 1999. Okay. So I didn't get to meet Joe Bob Briggs. It was raining too hard. So I drove up. I gave up on driving there. So then I wrecked a Mercer golf cart. (gasps) No worries, though. They'll never figure out it was me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure there's a statute of limitations on red card golf yeah, carts, I'm right? I'm sure it worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This past weekend was the 4th of July, so I went home and did nothing. We did go to Murfreesboro and got rowdy, though. Good old hijinks and drunken shenanigans can always be found there. Tomorrow we're going to do a commercial with an Atlanta Brave, though. I don't remember who. I think he might be famous, though. I hope he's a famous one. I saw a few Braves today and Ted Turner's car. He came back from Europe. It was nice having the house not so empty. We're going to hit some Atlanta clubs and bars, too. I'm always up for that. That's it. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, that's um, how did you wreck this cart? I don't think I wrecked it. I think I just, like... I, I My memory is that I, like, clipped a, a bench and so, like, a little piece of the plastic on the fender broke off. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you couldn't was... meet that Jim... I already forgot. Joe, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But again, with, the, with like the cable networks. Like, I know. <laughs> filling my entire journal. Well, I mean, it does make more sense knowing you were interning and doing things in the industry. Yeah. And not just a silent, obsessive person with this cable drama. Yes. <laughs> that does help. But man, it's so fascinating because sometimes I read my entries and I'm like, I could have just... Like, I, this is just a planner. Like, 
today I did this, today I did this. And then other times, you know, I'm reading them like I have absolutely no recollection of this. And I'm often I'm like wondering, like, is this true or like, did I just try to mess with future self and like say an outrageous story? Yeah, there's definitely a lot where I'm like, I have no memory of that. But but then I, 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 there was one I was actually reading to my friend when I was getting ready for this. And I was like, I don't remember this at all, but it is so on brand for us. <laughs> I am certain this happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel, I feel a lot of times I've heard people say like, oh, Lena, do you remember this? And I'm like, no, but I, I totally believe you that I did that. That sounds very on brand for me. It's just my brain cannot retain all these things. Yes. Too much to go through. (laughs) So I found one. It's written for the Christmas holiday, Christmas special. And this is pretty, pretty directly after I said that I was, that I had loved Jack for two years and I, I was done, wasn't going to love him anymore. And then right after that, I get I have this entry and it says, OMJ, which means, oh, oh, my Joe. <laughs> so <laughs> right when the third period bell rang, I went up to Jack and said, this is for you. It's not a bribe. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then I ran away. I watched him open his backpack and I thought he was going to stick the bag in his backpack, but instead he pulled out a symphony bar and gave it to me. And that's it. That's all I have. But I have a lot of questions. So like <laughs> he felt guilty that you gave him a gift. And so he was like, Oh crap. I have this bar in my bag. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of questions. Cause one, I'm like, I ran away, but yet I didn't actually run away because I watched him and then he gave me a symphony bar. So first off, you were just like hiding behind a bush and he could see you there. And so he was like, wait, just I have to- this bar for you. I specifically brought this for you and it wasn't a gift. <laughs> um, but what I really wonder is why, why did I say this is not a bribe? <laughs> <laughs> did you have some kind of like dirt on him? I think in my head, I wanted him to know like, Oh, just because I gave you a gift, it doesn't mean you have to be my boyfriend. But that's a given. That goes with any <laughs> gift you ever give. <laughs> and, right? So that that is something that I've, I'm very cognizant of now. I'm like, okay, hold on. Do I really need to qualify this statement? Can I just... Can I just like give it as a gift and blah, blah, blah. especially this holiday season. Luckily, I'm not in a position to give any flings or crushes or anything and bear my love and give them a weird gift card or a bribe. That's not a bribe. But yeah, it's been a learning experience. <laughs> yes, yes. But I like that you put yourself out there. You know, so many people never do anything because they feel like, you know, either girls feel like they're not supposed to make the move or they, they just, you know, people just never have the guts yeah. to make a move. And at least you made a move. Yeah, no, I do feel, especially like reading through all this stuff, I feel like I was definitely born to be a man in the sense I'm like always pursuing and going after and like, and I love it. And like, why not? Like to me, it, it would feel worse to never try 
and never know than to just like go after and get rejected. But societally, that's definitely the man's territory. So sometimes like I have some entries where it's just like, it's not fair that if I ask a guy out, it's creepy, but creepy guys can ask me out and that's fine. Like it doesn't make sense. So breaking down. Yeah. One step at a time. Patriarchy, we're coming for you. Little Alina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want to close us off with one more of your entries? Sure. Here's one. Okay. April 19th, 1999. You know what I hate? People who use, who use the word myself inappropriately and too often, (laughs) they'll say things like, you can ask Sharon, Mike, or myself for directions. Or something like, the person designing the t-shirts is myself. They think they're sounding intelligent, but it's just incorrect grammar. They should be using the pronoun me. <laughs> you wash yourself, you hurt yourself, or you see yourself in the mirror. Ag, it's almost as bad as people saying, you know what I'm saying? So much that they never actually say anything. <laughs> All them damn fools don't know how to talk good. (laughs) You know, I should take a lesson from Doogie Howser and round up my journal injuries with some intelligent thought. But then I would have to have figured out something by now at the end of every day. Fat chance. (laughs) Fat chance. The end. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I love the grammar tangent. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) my mom was an english teacher so okay okay that makes sense now i'm just like thinking like oh my gosh have i incorrectly used myself at any point in the last 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not i'm not a great i'm not like a super grammar nerd i probably was more then than i am now just because i was in academia and it mattered right you know Uh, but i still do it bugs me when people say myself incorrectly No, that, that one, that one did. Stick. We, we all have our, like our one, you know, like for some people, it's the, the different yours, yours, yours and ending like Doogie Hauser. I mean, why not? Yeah. You, I think you could get an educated thought every night. <laughs> well, it's like, but, but see with Doogie, he always like learned oh, a lesson right. at the end of each day. And I don't, I don't think I learned a lesson yeah, that's at the fair. end of each day. Like you almost need a writer's room of 10 to eight people um, trying to figure out what lesson you learned during your 24 hours. Right, right. Well, it's beautiful. Well, oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you can share your stuff. I mean, we definitely, we grew up in different times and different places. You, 90s Georgia, me, here I am recording Utah later. But I think at the heart of things, like it's, everyone's journals are more alike than they are different. And that's what I find so fascinating at the end of the day. Yes. We're all super awkward and obsessed with, you know, boys or girls, depending on what you're into. (laughs) Obsessed with your crushes. (laughs) Crushes and sometimes grammar and the WB. uh, (laughs) Yes. Cable Cable Network Television. (laughs) Well, uh, listener, please rate and review this podcast because I need to know because I'm a perfectionist who feeds on the reviews of everyone, as you can tell from my journal entries. And being popular is so hard. So make my life hard. Um, But Susan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.